What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Straight to the Core. This is episode 10, Double Digits. Crazy, right? I'm your host, Matt Massacre, and I had the time of my life last nine, last nine, <laughs> last night at the Eternal Nightmare Tour with Chelsea Grin, the Acacia Strange, Spite, Traitors, and Left Behind. And uh, yeah, I, I, I splurged a bit and I bought myself some VIP tickets so I could sit up in the balcony because uh, I think it's pretty safe to say I'm pretty much in mosh retirement. I know it's pretty lame and shitty to say. <laughs> Not really shitty, but it's a weird thing to say for a metalhead to be in mosh retirement, but I just don't have the patience for it anymore. I really don't. The way, you know, it, it's very they, they've innovated the style of mosh, and it's just not my forte anymore. But that's okay. I went, like I said, I went and splurged and, and bought the VIP tickets so I could get up in the balcony, which was kind of cool in hindsight because I did get to take some pretty great videos uh, to put on the Facebook and Instagram stories for the Straight to the Core pages. So that was neat, and I did take some actual like live videos of a few tracks because uh, I uploaded uh, earlier. I uploaded the Spite song "Killer Be Killed." they're performing that and I gotta get some good shots of the pit and everything and I did record a couple of Casey's Train songs which was kind of really cool because I've missed the last three three or four tours they've done I've missed for reasons I don't remember now uh, which I guess in hindsight probably really means they really weren't that important as a, of a reason to miss seeing them because they're my favorite band and the Casey Strain is and I have their logo tattooed on my arm and um, I've really grown to love Spite and Traders and I did get to meet Tyler Shelton the uh, vocalist of Traders, so that was cool. And I was hoping I'd get to run into Vincent from the Acacia Strain, but I didn't, because the last time I met him, I didn't have the tattoo yet, and uh, I was hoping I'd run into him, but I didn't, unfortunately. But that's okay. I'll catch him on the next one. And I had the time of my life. It was it was amazing. I went by myself. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, normally, people like to think, you know, oh, hey, you got to go with somebody. Eh, everybody's getting older that I'm friends with, you know, we're, we're, we're already at 30 or approaching 30 or over 30, you know, and you got kid. People have kids. People are getting married. People are doing. They're living their life. You know, it's not like we were 15 anymore. Where we can, where all we did was go to concerts. So I can't really hold anybody. Uh, I, you know, I can't hold that against anybody. Uh, for me, I don't have any kids. I'm not married. I do have a very loving girlfriend, but uh, she had to go to work last night, or she probably would have. She probably would have went with me, but that's okay. Yeah, I went by myself. That's why I splurged and got the VIP because I figured I'm not going with anybody. I'm not going to worry about you know finding out where somebody's at or losing people in a crowd or or what have you, losing friends here, losing friends there, waiting for friends to leave. You know, worrying about corralling everybody together to make sure we get there on time. And uh, I got there right, right, right as doors open. Literally, the minute I stepped in line uh, to to get in the building, the the line started moving within like 30 seconds. So, but that's just me. I'm normally the kind of guy that that gets right there, right on time. That's with anything though. And uh, I had a really, I had a hell of a lot of fun. I bought a, I bought a Spite hoodie and I bought a Traders t-shirt. And I was really, I was really bummed out because every Acacia Strain t-shirt that I wanted, uh, I, I wear a size large. And every shirt that they had that I liked, they were sold out of larges. And so that was a bummer for me. But then thinking about it on my way home after the concert was over, I thought to myself, you know, that's that's a good thing. That's a good thing for the Acacia Strain. That means they're selling their shit. You know what I mean? That means that that the large is so popular of a size that they're selling out of three or four different designs and that's great that's great for them that's great for a band that means they can get to the next destination that means they're making money that means they're that means they're able to continue doing what they do and they've been a they've been a band for probably 15 years now and like i said they're my favorite band and uh so that's pretty cool i was kind of bummed out i couldn't get a new acacia strange shirt 
But on the other side of that coin, I was happy for them that they were able to sell out of that many designs. And the tour is not, I think they're maybe two weeks into the tour. I think it's like a three, four week tour. So they're close to, if not halfway done with the tour, and they've already sold out of a certain size and three different designs. That's, I mean, that's a win in my book for them. So I can't be really too salty about that. But they played all my favorites. Spite was great. They fucking tore the house down. Absolutely tore the house down. Uh, Left Behind. That's a band I'm not too familiar with. I've listened to them. They've kind of appeared in my Spotify shuffle. And uh, so I've listened to them, but I haven't really given them a chance. Like, they'll appear in my shuffle, like I said, but I, I haven't really gone out of my way to start with them. You know, because every shuffle, you, you pick a song, and then it'll, it'll automatically shuffle through similar artists, similar songs to what you initially played when you started listening to music. And I haven't really gone out of my way to play anything by Left Behind, but they have appeared in my in my playlist. So I've listened to them. They fucking killed it. They were a definite surprise in the night. Traders, amazing, uh, amazing. They've been. I was a fan of Tyler Shelton's first band, which oh boy, let me think of the name. It's 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 on the tip of my tongue here. Oh boy, let me think. Let me think. Uh, Visionaries, I want to say. Yeah, that sounds about right. And uh, anyway. Uh, I discovered that band, Visionaries, which I believe isn't around anymore now, being that Trader or Tyler Shelton has found his fit in, in Traders. Uh, so I don't think they're around anymore. But they were kind of like a genty band, kind of. And I know gent really kind of isn't a genre, if you will. I consider it a genre. But it's one of those debates that you could talk about with anybody for hours about whether or not quotes in the air, gent is a genre or not. I think it is. Uh, but that was right around the time I first discovered Bandcamp. I don't know how long Bandcamp's been a thing, but I discovered it around like 2011, 2012, maybe a little earlier. And it was right around 2011, 2012 that Gent started to really pick up. And I found a lot of bands on Bandcamp, and that Visionaries happened to be one of them. And then out of the ashes of that band, kind of Traders kind of emerged. And uh, so I've been a fan of them for a while. And I'm friends with Tyler Shelton on Facebook, and not that that means anything, but uh, he's a big Bears fan, big Chicago Bears fan, and I am too, and so when I met, I actually got a chance to physically meet him and talk to him, and that dude's tall. Like, I'm not tall by any means, I'm like 5'8 in a good day, <laughs> but uh, I'm not really tall by any means, and uh, he's like, he's got to be at least 6'5", six 6'6". Six, six. He's tall. He's like tall. I, I, I did not imagine him being that tall, and he was super tall, but I got a picture with him, I got to talk to him about football for a little bit. And uh, spent a good 20, 25 minutes talking to him. He was a good, really, really, really solid dude. Really, really solid dude. Really down to earth. And uh, hopefully I get to catch those guys again on tour. And then uh, the Acacia's train, like I mentioned, they killed it. Killed it. Spite killed it. And then Chelsea Grin. I was really excited to, to check them out again uh, since they got Tom Barber on vocals. And he used to be the vocalist for Lorna, Lorna Shore. And uh, I, f- I discovered... The Lona Shore EP, oh god, what's it called now? I'm gonna have to look it up. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's one of their first EPs, and it's like a gray or a brown cover. It's got a pentagram on the front. I want to say it's, God, I can't remember. Now. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Um, it's over in my collection behind me somewhere, but um, I kind of lost. I don't want to say I lost interest, but I started to get less and less excited every time they dropped a new album and it wasn't anything to do with them it had to do with like deathcore like at the time 
I kind of there was right around like the gent thing. Like it, metal goes in phases, at least for me. Like I'll pick a genre, and then I'll stick in that genre and fall in love with the musicians and the bands in that genre, and then I'll slowly start to trans or not trans um, transition into a new genre, you know. And uh, they just happen to be a victim of that, and it's nothing against the band. I'm I'm a Chelsea Grin fan. And then when Tom Barber announced that he was joining Chelsea Grin, I should say when Chelsea Grin announced that Tom Barber was joining them on vocals. Um, I got really excited because I loved Lorna Shore. And that band, like Lorna Shore, Signs of the Swarm, Angel Maker, uh, Tech, or A Night in Texas, and a few other bands, like newer deathcore bands, like a deathcore revival bands, um, kind of rekindled my love affair with deathcore. And uh, so I was familiar with Lorna Shore. Then, I, like I said, I found out that Tom Barber was joining Chelsea Grin, and then they released their new album last year, I believe, or was it this year? It was recent, The the Eternal Nightmare, and the tour that was last night was called The Eternal Nightmare Tour. And uh, I discovered, not really discovered, but I found out that they released the new album with Tom Barber, and I checked it out and immediately fell in love with it. So it was really cool to see Tom Barber on stage and... Um, Here's some old tracks and here's some brand new ones with them. And they have these really cool light show. Uh, I got a few videos of them. I think they're on the stories, the Facebook and Instagram stories, if I'm not mistaken. Check those out. If you haven't had a chance to check that out, I don't know how long stories stay up because I really don't use that feature on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, Even on my personal accounts, I don't really use it. I don't know why. So I don't know how long those stay up, but luckily I got backup videos. So I'll probably post those up on the social media, especially Facebook. I did post up uh, Spite performing Killer Be Killed, and uh, the crowd went nuts for that. I, really, I got some really cool shots of the pit. If you had a chance to check that out, please go do so on our Facebook page. And then, I got, like I said, I got a few I got a few Acacia Strain videos, a couple Traders videos. I don't think I got anything I left behind. Now that I think about it, and I don't know why. But I definitely checked those guys out as well. I had a time in my life. That was the first time I went to a major concert in quite a while. I think the last one I went to was probably oh boy it's probably as I dying in April yeah wow that's yeah I don't get out much <laughs> well and not only that, I don't get out much it's just my work schedule from between April to now has been kind of wonky because where I was working six days a week for a while there and uh if it landed during the week there was a slim chance I'd be able to get any time off kind of thing you know adult shit which, like, in hindsight, thinking about it, I'm just like, okay, how the hell did I afford, not necessarily afford, but find the fucking time to go to all of these concerts when I was a teenager? And it's just like, oh, yeah, I didn't have a job or anything to fucking worry about. That's why. <laughs> but here I am, you know, and I, I, I have a calendar, and I use the calendar on my phone. And I kind of map out uh, tours that I want to go to that land around my area. And uh, there's a few of them that I had planned on going to that... I probably won't be able to go to now, unfortunately, but it is what it is. And um, so I uh, was really happy to go to that because I missed the last three Acacia Strain tours, like I mentioned, because of like situations out of my control. I couldn't control the fact that I couldn't go. So I was really happy to be able to go last night. And I went, like I said, I went by myself. Not a big deal at all. I mean, if, if you have the opportunity to go to a concert and you have nobody to go with, do it. Do it because... I went last night, and knowing what I know now about how much fucking fun I had, I would regret of not going by myself. Or if I, I would have regretted not going if I was didn't want to go by myself. 
So, I mean, if you're like me and you want to go with friends, there's nothing wrong with that. Every concert I've ever been to has been with a friend or my girlfriend or somebody. There's somebody there with me. You know what I mean? And uh, my girlfriend would have went with me, but she had to work and she couldn't get the time off. And I'm not going to expect her to, to take some time off to go to a metal show because she's not really... We're like yin and yang. It's weird. She's not really that big into metal. She's not. Like, I'm a, I'm the... I'm a huge metalhead, you know, and she isn't, she'll, she'll like, she dabbles. She pretty much listens to it because I do kind of thing. She's more like a top 40, uh, fan, which I mean, it's, it's, it works because like she's the yin to my yang, you know what I mean? So it works out. You wouldn't think it worked out. Have any, has any, has anybody seen that movie? Oh God, what's that movie? Um, oh boy, it's on the tip of my tongue. Wow. I can't brain good, but I'm on the spot. Holy shit. Uh, deathgasm. Deathgasm. I, if it was on, it was on Netflix. I don't know if it's on Netflix anymore. But if you aren't familiar with Deathgasm, it's a story of this kid. Not really a kid. He's a teenager. He's still in school. He's probably 17, 16, 17 years old, and he's a really big metalhead. And his parents somehow he was forced to move in with his aunt and uncle, who are very religious. And he was just trying to find his his purpose. He was trying to fit in. And there's a fictional band that's like the biggest band of all time in this movie, you know, and he was a huge fan of this band and he ends up going to the local record store and seeing somebody he doesn't know because it's a new town from him. I think it was filmed in New Zealand or Australia or something. And uh, so all the actors and actresses had uh, New Zealand or Australian accents and um, at least for me anyway, being an American, but uh so he deceive he goes to the local record store and uh runs into somebody who you know if you if you visualize like a metalhead quotes in the air uniform you know band tee camo shorts blue jeans something you know regular tennis shoes body body blah, blah, blah well he looks up and he sees his long hair you know wearing i can't remember he's wearing a band tee and they get to know each other and they end up figuring out where the vocalist of this favorite band, this fictional band lives. And I guess there's like a, 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 a written song that this band wrote and it ends up being like the, the hymn of the devil or something. Like if they played this song, they would summon Satan. And so he thought that if he played this song, he'd give him the ultimate power to be anybody he wanted. And uh, in the process of all this, he met a girl in school and she was like your stereotypical girly girl you know cheerleader type of thing that's not who my girlfriend is she was never a cheerleader in school but i'm just saying in comparison there's a scene where they're getting to know each other and it was right after band practice and the main character i can't remember his name in the movie now but the main character is in like full black metal corpse paint like the spikes just uh like the carrie king fucking arm spikes and everything else and then she's sitting there wearing her Sunday best you know dress and looking all prim and proper and, and hair's all done up and you know makeup's perfect and everything and he's sitting there in corpse paint looking dirty as fuck and uh, they're both eating ice cream and they they both start talking about stuff and music and everything and it's just funny because like that's how I envision my relationship being I don't know I don't mean to talk too much about myself but uh, at the time of my life last night I really did. So, like I said, if you're ever on the fence about going to a concert by yourself, do it. Because thinking back now on how many concerts I missed just because I didn't want to go by myself, I'm kind of kicking myself in the mouth. Because I really wish I could. If I could turn back time, I'd go back and go to those shows. 
because uh, like I mentioned earlier, you know, all of my friends are all getting older. You know, you can't just you got to worry about finding some time off and finding a babysitter or, you know, checking with the wife or whatever it may be. And it just all depends on the situation. So, I mean, but back then when we were kids, you're just like, hey, Ma, can I borrow 10 bucks so I can go buy a fucking ticket and go to this concert? Sure. Here you go. Have fun. And it's not like that anymore, you know, which is fine. Everybody grows up. It's just, we're just, and that, we're just, well, for me, where I'm at, it's just where everything's at. So, words of encouragement to those of you that are doubtful on whether or not you'd want to go to a concert by yourself. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. You will regret it if you did, if you don't go. Because I know damn well if I didn't go last night, I would have definitely regretted knowing what I know now about how much fun I had. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I bought a, I think I mentioned this already, but I bought a Spite hoodie and a Traders t-shirt. And I got to meet Tyler Shelton, which I mentioned. And the vocalist of Spite was by his merch booth. But there was like a line. This was right after the show ended. You know, Chelsea Green finished their set because they headlined because it's a, the Eternal Nightmare Tour. So they're touring for their brand new album. And, um, so the vocalist for Spite was there and I really wanted to meet him, but the line was super long and it was already like 11 o'clock at that point at night. I still had a two hour drive to get back home. So I wasn't like, I'm like, all right, no, their Spite's relatively fresh. They're relatively new. They haven't been around that long. So I know there's going to be other opportunities to see those guys again. So I'll just catch the next one. But as I was walking out, I happened to notice Tyler Shelton. And that's why I got an opportunity to meet him, which was a lot of fun. And yeah, man, what a night. I'll upload more videos here soon. So stay tuned to the uh, Facebook page and whatnot. But enough rambling about my time at the concert. We got a double dose of death metal here for you today. On Straight to the Core, we got our very, very first band. It's episode 10 and we're still going through very, very first, which is to be expected. Now that I think about it, we're only 10 episodes deep. So in reality, we're still pretty young. Uh, but we have our very, very first band from Australia, Melbourne, Victoria, Australia, to be exact, which is really, really cool because that means we have our very, very first band from down under here on the podcast. So shout out to Stephen and Paul O'Brien from Eons Abyss. They are not related, just a coincidence. They both have the same last name. And uh, I almost said Pat O'Brien, to be honest, uh, instead of saying Paul, I was just thinking of because Pat O'Brien is the guitar player for Cannibal Corpse, which is kind of how I almost said that. But no, Stephen and Paul O'Brien from Eons Abyss, which is kind of cool how it fits in because Eons Abyss has a very big old-school death metal inspiration to their music, so it kind of makes sense because I was already thinking about old-school death metal. And uh, But anyway, so Stephen, who uh, sent me the email to get a hold of me to be on the podcast, that's another thing. I just want to pause here for a second and mention the fact that I like celebrating first on this podcast, and it's truly humbling to know that a man from literally the other side of the fucking planet um, thinks of this podcast to showcase his art, to showcase his music, to showcase the stuff he's been working on for the last 30 years. And there's a good story behind that, why I say 30 years. And he sent me an email, and basically in this email, he, he kind of gives me a rundown of the history of what came to be Eons Abyss later on down the road. And basically, in the mid to late 80s, Stephen O'Brien and his school friends and his younger brothers uh, got into metal in a pretty big way. Uh, Stephen's dad traded in secondhand goods. So Stephen and his friends and his brothers 
uh, got access to a, an assortment of guitars and amps and drums and everything. And they got other cool shit like air rifles, crossbows, and motorbikes and whatnot. So that's really fucking cool. Uh, but basically because of Steven's dad, uh, him and his friends could get the instruments to, to start playing metal together. And fast forward to about 1990, he was a junior in high school, or year 11, I should say. And somehow him, he had an English project he had to do. And somehow him and his brothers and his friends in school convinced his English teacher into letting them create or release music, release original tracks, and have that be his submittal to his English project. And basically they they did it. They wrote their own songs. And Stephen had it to where he presented it to his teacher as a, as a cassette tape because this was the 90s. And at least in 1990, I don't think CDs were even really a thing yet. But uh, basically, he turned in a cassette tape with full artwork and lyrics and all original tracks that him and his friends and his brothers wrote together. And that, that project ended up being called Cataclysm. And um, he recruited Paul back in the day to, to, to do lyrics and vocals. And um, according to Stephen, Paul was the literally the smartest kid in school and a genius writer. So it made no it made sense to have Paul do all the lyrics and whatnot. And then uh, his younger brothers were on in the band Cataclysm and everything, and they had a buttload of fun and and uh, they had a full concert at the school theater. And he got a B for the project. Out of all that, he got a B for the project. He thinks he should have got an A plus, which I agree with, because why wouldn't you get an A plus for a fucking metal project she must not have been a metalhead so either way a b is pretty sweet and even after school they continued to play as a band in cataclysm uh, him and paul and, and his brothers and a couple other friends uh, fast forward to about um 93 94 they uh, had a good following and everything and but they were pretty pretty big locally and uh, like i said fast forward about 93 94 and then life kind of started to get in the way of all the childhood fun. And that happens to the best of us. I know it happened to me, especially speaking from a personal point. You know, you have all your friends, and I'm very lucky to have some of the very some of the friends like 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 Steven does here, talking about Eon's Abyss. I'm very lucky to have some friends of mine that I've known since high school and even before high school. So that's really cool to know that the same thing happened to Steven and Paul. After all these years, they're still together and they're still jamming music, which is really neat. And um but like I was saying, about 93, 94, life kind of got in the way and and band members and, and, and everybody kind of, you know, started doing their own thing. And uh, after all the years of them jamming together, they had a 12 fully formed songs, and which was all recorded via tape decks and whatnot. And they had a small session in an actual studio where two of those tracks got uh, got recorded. But fast forward between the mid-90s to about 2017, and uh, in all that time, you know, Stephen, just like everybody, you know, got a job, got married, bought a house, had kids. And um, so Stephen was at a kid's party. And in the back of his mind, Stephen always wanted to one day go back to the music of Cataclysm that he created with Paul and his friends. And he was at this kid's party. About mid-2017, he ran into a guy who happened to be setting up his own music studio. And he arranged a session with him to record one of the old Cataclysm songs titled Love Letters to the Dead. And Stephen contacted Paul. And at that point in time, Paul lived in a different state, so he moved away from his hometown. And Paul jumped at the idea. 
to have a crack at starting up the old Cataclysm tracks again. And uh, at that time, in 2017, they realized they couldn't call themselves Cataclysm anymore. And uh, because of the band Cataclysm, it was spelled with a K. They spelled it with a C. If anybody's familiar with the band Cataclysm with a K, they're a really well-known death metal band. I've, I, I own personally like three or four of their albums. And I really didn't even think about that until I read through this email how, oh yeah, I guess you really couldn't do Cataclysm. Because they spelled it with a C, like I said. So Paul and and, and, and Stephen O'Brien were really, really excited to, to revamp the, the band they had in the 90s. And they had to think of a new name. And uh, they kind of felt that this band, which ended up being Ian's Abyss, uh, felt like they, they wanted to be more of a project and not necessarily um, playing out very often. And after much procrastination and the, those two guys talking together, they eventually settled on the name Eons Abyss. And the reason it has such old school death metal vibes is because it, initially Eons Abyss was born from the ashes of a band that Paul and Steve had when they were teenagers and whatnot, which is really cool. It's just how everything comes full circle for a group of people. And uh, the studio session that they had after Steven was at the kids' party and he, he met this guy who had his own studio and then, he, like I said, he, he uh, tracked a few songs and had a studio session with this guy. And after all that, Steven really didn't like the product and how much money he spent on it. He didn't think he got the product he should have gotten. So basically he said, fuck it. He's going to set up his own studio and that's what, exactly what he did. Uh, Steven taught himself how to record and mix and master and produce and eventually that led to their debut EP as Eon's Abyss titled Pity Eloquence. And uh, after that, Paul, being that Stephen and Paul lived in different states in Australia, um, Paul set himself up to track vocals at his house, which means that uh, both of them didn't have to travel halfway across the country uh, in Australia to, to write songs and music for Eon's Abyss. So that made the ability to them make their own music that much more possible uh, because you know the tyranny of distance wasn't in the way of them anymore and out, out of all that you got the brand new album Impenitent 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 there I said it right I'm really bad with words I apologize but yeah Impenitent 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 in Impenitent Impenitent got it okay <laughs> Sounding out live here with you guys, just so I can say it right, so that way you guys know what to look for. See how that works? See how that works? Uh, but yeah, I thought that was a really, really cool, really, really cool history on how, you know, because this was a bit before my time, even when these guys started making music uh, together as friends and, and then with, with Steven's little brothers. And after all these years, it finally came full circle. And that kind of reminds me, that really reminds me, well, yeah, yes and no. My girlfriend's dad um, is in a band, and he's probably a bit older than, than the guys in, in Eon's Abyss, but uh, the band that he's jamming with now, my girlfriend's dad, is the same guys and the same friends he had back in high school, and it just, it's, everything came full circle for him too, so that's a really cool story. Really, really cool how that worked out for those guys, and that's that's really amazing. Um, but... Uh, so 
can't thank these guys enough for being on the show. They did send me their entire album that just released on November 1st called Impentant. Impentant? Impentant. God, I'm doing it again. Let me get it down here. Impent. Impenitent. Impenitent. Fuck. All right, I got it. I swear. I got it. Impenitent. 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 Okay. If I say it enough, it'll start to not make sense, so I probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> but uh, like I said, they sent me their full album. And it's a great album, definite old school death metal vibes, and I can really get down with some old school death metal, because in high school myself, when I was starting to discover uh, newer bands, or not really new bands, but I was starting to open my eyes up to to different bands in the metal realm, I kind of went back on the old uh, more sound death metal bands from back in the 80s, and a lot of these bands are what Paul and, and, and Steven got their inspiration from. And I own a lot of those albums, like the first the first four Cannibal Corpse albums I own, and I believe all four of those are recorded at Morris Sound and Obituary, Morbid Angel, oh boy, I'm drawing a blank now, uh, Deicide, um, Immolation, there's a few other bands, I, I'm just having a brain fart right now, uh, but I, I, I myself was gravitated towards that old school death metal vibe, and it's really cool to to see a new band they're, they're a new band in a sense but it's just two dudes that just love jamming out together when they were younger and they got to be able to do it again and like I said they sent me their whole album it is a 8 track LP like I mentioned and I'll probably play 2 or 3 tracks I'll probably play 3 um, I'll play uh, I think I'll play Darkness Falls it was the single that they released on July 5th and I think I'll play Tried by Ordeal Bloodless, which is another single they released in May. And then I think I'll play another one. I'm not sure what other one I'm going to play yet. Um, but this album is great. The artwork is amazing. I'll post up the artwork here soon on the on the uh, social media. So stay tuned for that. Uh, so shout out to Steve. Shout out to Paul. Uh, thank you guys so much for being on this podcast. But we're going to get right into the music. So I think we're going to start off with the track darkness falls this is track four i believe on the album impenitent boom got it first try uh so here it is without further ado darkness falls by ian's abyss let's get it Yeah. 
best thing about that entire track that three or four seconds there towards the beginning where that fucking bass solo just kicked in blew my fucking mind when i first heard that because i wasn't expecting it i was not expecting it because you don't really hear that very much anymore in in metal which is kind of sad because that's fucking crazy i love that i love that so much and there's there's uh, that that tail section there towards the end there the thrashy vibes to it love that and this song has one of those riffs in it to where you hear it enough you'll just start humming it in your fucking head you know you listen to it three or four times in a row and then you'll hear it for the fifth time later on in the day and you just be like oh yeah that fucking you know the riff you'll just get it stuck in your head and that's one this is one of those songs where that'll happen because it's been stuck in my head for a while now and because i've had a good week or so to really jam this jam this album because uh steven sent me the whole thing uh, in his email that he sent me to, to ask to be on the podcast. And I love it. I love it. Impenitent is the name of the album. And that track you just heard was track four titled darkness falls by eons abyss. And, uh, it's really cool to know how this band came full circle. I know I went through the whole story before you heard the song darkness falls, but, uh, you know, these guys are, are an old school quotes in the air, old school death metal band, but it, it, it's just crazy to think that these guys, like like uh, Paul and Steven, were writing this music in the 90s when it wasn't really old school death metal. It was just death metal, at least back then. You know, there was no old school about it because they were in the moment. And it, they just pretty much picked up where they left off and continued to write killer fucking death metal. Uh, but now, in a sense, it's just got the quotes in the air, old school. 
attached to it, which is not a fucking problem because I love it. I love it, especially that bass solo. Jesus Christ. Um, but this album is great. And you know the best thing about this, ladies and gentlemen? This album on their Bandcamp right now at eonsabyss.bandcamp.com and Penitent is available for free digitally right now. Eight tracks, old school death metal, completely free on Bandcamp. So if you like what you hear, please go to their Bandcamp page at eonsabyss.bandcamp.com. That is A-E-O-N-S-A-B-Y-S-S.bandcamp.com. Click on Penitent. You just got to name your price, and it is yours. They do have a limited release jewel case, limited to 50 pieces for $10 Australian. $10 Australian dollars. I don't know what that is American. I don't know. Um, but that is $10 if you want a physical version. Um, but if you don't, completely free. So you have no excuses not to go check out Eon's Abyss on Bandcamp right now and download this album for yours to keep. Um, it's, man, it's a great album. And you can't, like, you just heard it. You just heard track four, Darkness Falls. You can get the entire thing for free. Go do it right now. I'm telling you, you will not regret it. Excuse me, the whole album blows my mind. Blows my fucking mind because it takes me right back to being a to being a teenager in high school when I started to discover all these quotes in the air old school death metal bands from back in the eighties and early nineties. They were new to me. I mean, they were old in hindsight, but they were new to me because I was just discovering them. So no matter how you slice it, it was still new to me. Like old school Morbid Angel, uh, Deicide, early Cannibal Corpse, uh, Death, uh, uh, Morbid Angel. Did I say that already? Obituary, uh, Nocturnus, uh, Six Feet Under. Sepultura, early Sepultura. They were more death metal in the early days, and they kind of went a different route. But either way, like all these bands, then coincidentally, all these bands happen to be recorded at Morris Sound in Tampa, Florida, and I it took me right back to that moment, you know, in time when I was in high school jamming out to fucking death metal for hours on end. And I, the teachers used to fucking yell at me. They used to yell at me because I had those headphones where it wasn't really an earbud it was like a speaker it was like a headphone like a little mini probably about a american half dollar size coin headphone and it had a little thing that wrapped around the back of your ear so it didn't fall off your head because it didn't have like a, a headpiece the two there were quote they were, they were earbuds if you will but they weren't like in the ear earbuds it kind of just rested around your ear and I could only have one earbud in at a time when I was in school and I would fucking crank my music super loud because why not, right? And the teachers would always yell at me because it was too loud because I was being distracting to the other students. And I'm like, well, enjoy the fucking wonders of death metal and maybe you'll get an A on your test. I know I've been, so why not, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, back to what I was saying. Uh, this album, Impenitent. Did I say that right again? I think I feel like I fucked that up again. Please tell me I didn't fuck that up again. Impenitent. Yeah, I said it right. Okay. I swear to God, I'm not going to butcher it again. I did it in the beginning there, but I'm correcting myself. <laughs> uh, but we're going to play another track. I think we're going to play... What track did I mention? Trial by Ordeal. This is track five. This is the track immediately after Darkness Falls. This is track five. Like I said, it is titled Tried by Ordeal. And you can get this song along with all eight tracks for free right now on Bandcamp. So after you listen to this, 
I encourage you to please check them out on Bandcamp, download the album, show them some support. But right now, let's get into it. This is Tried by Ordeal by Eon's Abyss. Let's do it.
part about that song at least for me that just when you think the song is over they kick in with that really like groove drum beat with the fucking killer solo at the end there just to kind of send the fucking song out on a really groovy note love it love it love it love it i got some really serious obituary vibes personally on that if that's the sound you were going for with that you fucking nailed it because that's exactly the first thing i thought of when i heard that uh track and uh man these guys are great. And like I said, this entire album is up for free right now on Bandcamp.com. You have no excuses not to go check these guys out. That track you just heard was track five off their brand new album, Impenitent, that was released everywhere on November 1st. That track was titled Tried by Ordeal. And that, my friends, is six minutes of delicious death metal. And uh, man, fucking, oh. So good, so good. But then again, I got—I got love death metal. I love death metal, absolutely love it. And uh, it's man, that's so good. Like you, I, you—I don't know—I don't know how else to put it. I really don't. It's just the whole album is just in your face, death metal, just straight up death metal through and through. Just it's—it's it's, man. <sighs> I think we're gonna play one more track here on the podcast today. We're gonna play the title track. The opening track, track one, titled "Impenitent," and um, I like to tra- I like to play the first tracks and albums because that you know, for me especially, I like to listen to the first track because normally by the end of it, you'll kind of get a good feel, especially if it's a band you haven't really listened to yet. It's a it's a, it's a first time experience with a band. For me, especially, you'll get a good idea of what kind of band they are. What kind of sound they like, what kind of what kind of vibe they're going for in their music, and I usually get that, and it usually stays throughout the entire album. So I think that's what we're going to do here today. We're going to play the t- title track off the album "Impenitent," titled "Impenitent" from Ian's Abyss. Let's fucking do it. <laughs>
And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was the title track, Impenitent, off of Eon's Abyss's brand new album, also titled Impenitent, that was released everywhere November 1st. And like I said, and I'll say it again, the entire album, all eight tracks are available right now to download for free on their Bandcamp page. So please go visit eonsabyss.bandcamp.com. That is A-E-O-N-S-A-B-Y-S-S dot bandcamp dot com. Completely free. Just got to name your price. Or if you're feeling generous, throw them a few bucks. Either way, you have no excuses not to check these guys out, not to own their music because it's 110% free. Like I mentioned, they do have a limited release jewel case physical edition of the album Impenitent available for $10 Australian. And I believe Bandcamp, now that I think about it, if a band is from, like, for for anybody stateside in the United States, if you are interested in purchasing the jewel case, I believe Bandcamp will do the adjustments between American and Australian dollars, I believe. So, whatever the price is. Actually, you know what? Let me try it right now. It is $690 plus yeah, it is $6.90 US plus $6.56 shipping. So, all in all, about 13 14 bucks to get it shipped from Australia, which isn't bad at all. Uh, but it is only limited to 50 It comes in a clear jewel case. It includes a 12-page booklet uh, with song notes, lyrics, and artwork by Sata Lemain Verte. And includes artwork on the CD. And with that, you get unlimited streaming of the album via the free Bandcamp app. But it is available for free right now if you don't want to buy the physical edition. And they have a limited release t-shirt. I'm not sure how many or how limited that is. It doesn't say like for the album, it's, it's 50 pieces. I don't know how many shirts are available, but it's available for sale right now. So I'm assuming... There's some there, and that is for sale for $35 Australian. So let's see what that is American. So that is, they have sizes small to 2X in this shirt. In American, that is $24.16 plus $15.19 for shipping. So what is that? I can't math good. That's what, 30, 39, 40 bucks roundup for a shirt American. Which isn't really, I've paid about that much for a shirt before uh, to be shipped overseas. So, I mean, on Australia too, that's shit. Can't really complain there. It's a really cool design. It's got the album artwork on the front. And um, there's no back design, I don't think. But it's got the band logo and the album artwork. It's a really cool shirt. Now, you'll check it out. Just go to bandcamp.com. Ian'sabyss.bandcamp.com. You'll see it all there. Pictures with the physical release and the album cover, which I... It's so detailed, I can't explain it in a sentence to where it makes sense. Like, it's, there's so much going on on this album cover for Impenitent that you just gotta check it out. So go to Bandcamp.com right now. Download the album. Check it out. Uh, a couple more so- social media links for these guys at Eon's Abyss. Uh, you can check them out on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash official Eon's Abyss on their Facebook. Make sure you give them a like. Show them some love on there. Check them out on Instagram at instagram.com 
uh, forward slash Eon's Abyss right now. Uh, make sure you give them a follow on there. They have, they're on Spotify. The album is also on Spotify right now. And uh, the EP Pity Eloquence, which I mentioned earlier in the episode, is available on there as well. And that's a five track EP, which is also great. I, I, I've checked out a couple tracks on that EP. It's also pretty amazing if you want to check that out. Uh, that is also the Pity, the Pity Eloquence is also available for free on their Bandcamp. And that was released uh, earlier this year in February. So you get both of them. Show them some serious love. Get everything that Eon's Abyss has available right now. It'd be the ultimate form of support. I know it would mean a lot to me if you would do that for them. But I know damn well it would mean 30,000 times more to them. So check them out, please. Uh, I mentioned their YouTube. They do have a YouTube page. Um, just search up Eon's Abyss. That's A-E-O-N-S Abyss. And it'll pop right up. YouTube, their links are garbage. I hate their links. Um, because it doesn't, it's not like everything else where it's just Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. It's just, you know, youtube.com forward slash channel forward slash and then literally 30,000 different, uh, different letters and numbers. And it, there's no like direct channel link. So you just got to search for it. Um, or if you wanted to, I believe on their Instagram page, they have a link tree link that has direct links to all of their social media. So if you're having trouble finding YouTube for whatever reason, just go to their Instagram at Eons Abyss and check it out because they have links to their official video for Impenitent, which is found on their YouTube. They have links to the Bandcamp where you can download their brand new album, Impenitent, as well as their previous EP. Links to their Spotify, links to their iTunes, links to their Deezer, and links to their Facebook. So please, please, please go check these guys out. Uh, check out the other uh, five tracks you haven't heard yet. We only got to play three today on this podcast. And uh, man, fucking death metal. It's death metal at its finest. I love the fact that these guys reached out to me because I'm, I'm in love with their music. I really am. It's great. So shout out to Steven and Paul O'Brien. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. I th- can't thank you enough. Uh, I can't wait to hear new music from you guys. I know you just released a new album a week ago, but I happened to notice on your uh, on your Bandcamp page that um, you guys are, unless this is, no, yeah, no. It says here that Eon's Abyss is currently working on a third release of new materials scheduled for release in the later half of 2020. So I'm going to jam the fuck out of this in the meantime, but I cannot wait to hear what else you guys have to offer uh, later on down the road. And I hope uh, you guys reach out so I can play it on this podcast again, because I'd love to. Um, the album Impenitent, before I, get, before I move on here, was mixed by Stephen O'Brien and mastered by Mayor Applebaum at Mayor Applebaum Mastering in California. And if you want to check him out, go to mayorapplebaum.com. That is M-A-O-R-A-P-P-E-L-B-A-U-M.com to to check that guy out. Uh, But like I said, thanks again to Eon's Abyss. We have one more band today on the podcast, and they are called Cruelty Exalted. And these guys are another death metal band, double dose of death metal. Like I said, these guys are from L.A., California. 
and Cruelty Exalted, they are a fantasy-themed technical death metal band found founded in 2012. And these guys are kind of a supergroup in a sense because they have all the members of the band have other projects that they're a part of, which is really neat. And we're going to play a couple of tracks from these guys today off their four-track EP that is also available on Bandcamp right now for free. For free. It is the debut EP from Cruelty Exhausted. It's only four tracks. We're going to play two of those tracks today. And then I'm going to encourage you guys to check out the other two that you would not get to hear tonight. Uh, but, like I said, just like Eon's Abyss, Cruelty Exalted is offering their debut four-track EP right now for free on their Bandcamp, cruelty-exalted.bandcamp.com. And like I said, these guys are a tech death band. They're death metal. They're really fucking good. And um, like I said, these guys are a super group, if you will. Pretty much. And Alec Cordero, who is the lead and rhythm guitar, him and the other guitar player, Colin McGee, kind of flip back and forth. And he's the one that reached out to me via Instagram. And um, a couple things about these guys is, uh, where did my, there it goes. Okay. So here I go again with the multitasking, even though I said I wasn't going to do it anymore. I'm a doing it. So <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So it's kind of neat how these guys are kind of a super group because if you think about it in hindsight, at least the way I view it, is that you got all these minds that have played in different bands that offer different styles of metal and you have all these minds that kind of meld together and you put all this in one big mixing bowl and out of all of that you get Cruelty Exalted, which is really, really neat. And Alec sent me an email uh, with links to the songs you're going to hear today. Uh, as well as the lineup and the bands that the members of Cruelty Exalted currently play for as well, or the bands they used to play for, which is kind of neat. So I'm going to read off here the current lineup of Cruelty Exalted. So on drums, you got Mike Heller, who is currently of Malignancy, Fear Factory, and Raven. And then on fretted slash fretless bass, you have Erland Kasperson, hopefully I'm saying your name right, who is ex-Spawn of Possession, currently of Igor and Abhorrent. And then on second guitar, you got Colin McGee, who currently plays for Eldoroth, X Self Collapse, and X Paler Mortis. And then Alec Cordero, who's the one that reached out. He is currently of Calcemia, Warseed, and Zephyrus Memory. And then on vocals, you have Yuri Kondra, who is also of Calcemia, Ancestral Awakening, and X Skulls. But be on a lookout. Uh, on their social media for an announcement it's uh it hasn't been posted yet as of this recording uh but stay tuned tomorrow they have a pretty big announcement to make uh when it comes to future music so check that out stay tuned to the social media uh, they got some new music in the works and they got some pretty cool announcements to make uh here very very shortly hopefully by the end of the week um, and I'll be sure to share it to all of the straight to the core social media as well. Uh, so stay tuned for that. I know I'm excited, very, very excited. And, um, but as of right now, we're going to be playing some tracks from their debut four track EP, self-titled EP. And the track you're going to hear right now is track two. It is titled Dethroning the Righteous. 
by Cruelty Exalted. Let's hear it.
You know, I don't think I've had this much death metal in one sitting on this podcast yet, and combined with the thrashing my neck took last night from the show, I have been headbanging in the studio like a motherfucker all day, and I'm probably not going to be able to lift my head up in the morning. Holy shit. Holy shit. What fucking technicality at its... Man, that's just... That's insane. That track was titled Dethroning the Righteous by the band Cruelty Exalted out of Los Angeles, California. Fuck. That... The bass... I, 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 I can pick the bass out in that. And I tell you what, that... Erlen Kasperson... I make sure I pronounce his name right. Dude, how? How are you doing that? That's My brain cannot process that quick, and yet you're just throwing it down like crazy, and then everybody behind you is just playing their fucking heart out. Tech, tech death. I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, and like I said, this, tra- er, this track is also free, but the entire self-titled EP from Cruelty Exalted is available for free right now on their Bandcamp page. Please go check it out. Jesus. what Man. And we got one more track to play. We're going to play another track off their self-titled EP. And i got to pull up their Bandcamp because i got to make sure I get this pronunciation right because I've been, been having some issues today. Uh, but this track is the next track on the EP. It was track three. It is titled Kalem and Sendibat. And Sendibat. Kalem and Sendibat. That's how it's pronounced, I think. I think. I hope. I hope. Either way, strap the fuck in because this is another absolute technical masterpiece from the guys in Cruelty Exalted. Let's check it out. Suffering in quiet, they burn as the light shuffles a burning 
Like, you know, when you listen to songs, especially as a metalhead, you, you, you learn to pick out each instrument as you're listening to it more and more and more. And I've had a chance to listen to this self-titled EP for for about a week now, like I do normally with, with all the bands that are on this podcast. You usually have a good chunk of time to get to know the bands and get to know the music and stuff. And it's no different with, with Cruelty Exalted, except, like, I spend more time trying to figure out how the fuck they're doing this because it's so good. And just the technicality of it all, my, my hand-eye coordination cannot comprehend how... I mean, years of practice, of course, obviously. But to get to that point as musicians, it's insane. And I, I commend these guys for, for having that level of talent. The technicality in Cruelty Exalted is ridiculous. But then again, it also comes from experience being that, like I said, this band's pretty much a super group. And it, it, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. All these different vibes you get with these guys, all these different inputs 
you get with each member. And it shows in the music, the different influences. And it's beautiful. I love it. I love it so much. And I can't thank Alec and Cruelty Exalted for taking the time to reach out to me to have some tracks played on this podcast. And same goes for Eon's Abyss. Uh, Unreal. Unreal. And um, like I mentioned before we started playing tracks from these guys, stay tuned to their social media. As of right now, as of this recording, nothing has been posted yet. But stay tuned to the Cruelty Exalted Facebook and Instagram pages at Cruelty Exalted um, for a brand new bass playthrough video. It's an album teaser that will include a bass playthrough video by the bass player Erland Kasperson. Uh, there will be a backing track with drums and guitars by Mike Heller and Alec Cordero, respectively, to showcase parts of a brand new song and... In that video, they will include other details, like a release date and some new music from Cruelty Exalted. And uh, in the email that I was conversating with Alec Cordero about, they um, it should be out shortly. They are going through uh, several mixes before they start to they're, they're fine tuning it, if you will. Which is nothing wrong with that. You gotta love what you create. If you don't love it, you know you gotta you just gotta love it. You know what I mean? Like you gotta like it's for me like. Recording the podcast, I couldn't tell you how many times I would go back and delete sections or re-record them, and I didn't like what I said there. I probably should have said this differently. I'm gonna go back and redo this part, you know, so on and so forth down the line. I get it, you know. Uh, but he did say that it should be out soon, so stay tuned for that. I know I'm excited to see it. I actually haven't had a chance to see it yet, so I'm just excited as you guys. Hopefully, it'll be out by the time this air, this episode airs. Uh, it's kind of up in the air, but stay tuned for a new teaser video with some ba- with a bass playthrough and uh, a release date of a new album that will be coming out from Cruelty Exalted. I'm excited to shit for it because that EP is amazing and you should go check it out too because there is no excuses. The same thing goes for Eon's Abyss. Both Eon, Eon Abyss's new album as well as Cruelty Exalted, Cruelty Exalted's self-titled debut EP. Is available for free right now on Bandcamp. All you got to do is name your price. Name your price. You'll get an email link with the download. And you will own Cruelty Exalted's debut EP right now. No excuses. Go on and do it. I know I did it. I've had some friends do it in town. You, the listeners, check it out. Technical death metal at its finest. Oh, I love it. I've already mentioned the Bandcamp, cruelty-exalted.bandcamp.com. Uh, we got a couple social media links here for you guys to check out. Uh, I just mentioned their band camp, uh, so please, please go check that out. Uh, check them out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cruelty exalted. Uh, show them some love. Give them some likes. Um, Instagram as well. They have an Instagram at instagram.com forward slash cruelty exalted. I love their band logo, by the way. It's a really sick logo. I've been looking to to maybe get an alternate logo for the straight to the core or for the podcast, I'm talking to the fucking third person here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm so fuck. I love that logo. Um, it is posted on like always every week for all the bands that are on this podcast. I make a post every week tagging them all, if at all possible. Because like last week we had a band called Slugs. They don't have a Facebook, so that was obviously an exception to the rule. But as long as these bands have Facebooks, they're going to be linked in the posts 
the very first post on the Straight to the Core Facebook page. So if you're having issues finding any of these links, you will find them all on our Facebook page at Straight to the Core Pod on Facebook. So please go check that out. Check them out on Instagram, Cruelty Exalted. Like I mentioned, Instagram.com forward slash Cruelty Exalted. Facebook, I mentioned. They have a YouTube page. Uh, just search up Cruelty Exalted. It'll be the first thing that pops up. They have their entire EP in one video. Uh, it's a 15 minute long video. It has the entire EP in one sitting. So if you just want to check out the entire thing uh, in one sitting, please do. Um, they had issues with their YouTube page. They had to make a new one. and, and or Not really make a new one, but they had issues with their EP on YouTube. So they had just re-uploaded it recently. A couple of days ago, actually, it was it was uploaded on November 6th. So please go check that out on YouTube. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. Give the video a thumbs up and leave some comments. Letting people know that Straight to the Core sent you. Uh, I know it mean, it mean a lot to me, but I know it mean a lot more to these guys. Um, but uh, thanks again so much to Cruelty Exalted uh, for being on the podcast. Thank you to Mike Heller, to Colin McGee, Alec Cordero, Yuri Kondra and um, Erland Kasperson. I really hope I'm saying your name right. I apologize deeply if I'm butchering it. I'm really bad with names. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited to hear this bass playthrough by Erland. And really excited to hear this new music that these guys got coming out. Uh, I cannot wait for that. Uh, thank you to those guys again. And thank you as well to the guys in Eon's Abyss coming all the way. So we're not really coming. They really didn't go anywhere. But <laughs> hailing from Melbourne, Australia. That blows my mind. You that uh, halfway across the country. And yet here we are sharing a moment. Which is great. And uh, honestly, without you guys, Paul and Stephen and Ian Zabis and all the guys I mentioned in Cruelty Exalted, uh, this podcast would not be possible. Period. Uh, I literally cannot do it without you guys. So I cannot thank you enough. Uh, for being on this podcast, being on episode 10, and being a part of this journey that Straight to the Core is on, um, it would not be possible, like I said, and I say it every week, uh, without your support. And I know it's a two-way street, uh, but it, it, it goes both ways, you know, and I'm really happy to be here. I'm really happy to be able to provide an outlet for these bands to be able to showcase their art, to showcase their music. And I'm no musician myself. I probably will never claim to be. Maybe one day. I don't know. I, I probably shouldn't say that. Maybe one day down the road. I'm not getting any younger though. But then again, I look at inspiration from like 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 Eon's Abyss, for example. You know, these guys created music in their teens, and here they are, you know, almost 30 years later, 25 years later, still making music, reconnected, and doing what they did, you know, 20, 30 years ago, which is amazing. So you know, I can't, I, I should never say never. It could happen later on down the road. You never know. But as of right now. I share such a passion with these musicians to enjoy the music as much as they do creating it. And I'm really happy to be able to provide an outlet uh, to showcase some of their tunes. Uh, it's just, you know, another way to get their name out there. And I'm really happy to be able to, to help them with that. And it don't matter the genre. It don't matter the style. You know, I'm never going to turn a band down, ever. And I will always find time to listen to your music. So if you're in a band and you are have yet to be featured... On straight to the core, I'd love to have you. Please send me an email at straight to core at gmail.com. That is straight to core with the number two 
at gmail.com and I guarantee you 110% promise you guarantee that if you send me music I will listen to it I promise you I have 12 hours a day at work three days a week that all I do is listen to music I either listen to music or listen to podcasts uh, usually about 50-50 but if you send me music and you're in a band you would like to be on this podcast don't hesitate if you, if you don't want to send an email get a hold of me on Facebook Messenger DM me directly same thing with Instagram or Twitter I promise you I will respond, I will listen to your music, and I will be more than happy to play it on this podcast because that's what this podcast is all about, helping you guys out. It is for the unsigned underground independent artists that are just looking for their voices and their music to be heard, and I want to be that outlet for you. I want to be able to provide just one more outlet for your music to be heard by people that may not have an opportunity to hear it otherwise, especially from around the world. You know, I've had bands from Europe, Australia now, uh, the Middle East, um, South America, all over the United States. Uh, the same goes for the United States. You know, I like like Cruelty Exalted. They're from LA. I'm from Illinois. You know, so now all the people that live in Illinois that listen to this podcast are going to hear from these guys all the way from LA. I mean, you know, it's it's just a networking thing, and I'm really proud to be able to provide that and truly humbling to know that all these bands reach out to me to to be able to play some of their tracks, and I'm really happy to do it. I'm really happy to check it out and 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 to be a part of their journey and their growth to become uh more well known and get their music out there so like i said this this podcast would not be possible without the support of the musicians that make the music i love and uh so it's truly humbling i can never and i will never stop saying the word thank you or words i guess it's two words but because it's the truth you know it's the it's the god's honest truth and it's it's never going to change Ever gonna, the formula for this podcast is never going to change. I am working on interviews still. So I know the guys in Cruelty Exalted and Eons Abyss were looking to, uh, well, asking if I did interviews as well as previous bands that have been on this podcast. So stay tuned for that. I am ironing out some kinks in the line to try to do long distance interviews. Because um, I guess any way you slice it, if they're not you know in my hometown, if any band's not in my hometown and they want to be interviewed, it's going to be long distance no matter what, whether you know, 100 miles or 100,000, and that's really not a good number to use. Because uh, I don't even think the world is that round. Is it 100,000 miles? I don't know. That's not a whole other fucking topic. But either way, you know, 100 miles or 10,000 miles, that's a better way to put it. Uh, it's still going to be long distance, you know. And uh, so I'm ironing out the kinks for that, so definitely... Keep an eye out on the social media for any and all uh, announcements for future interviews, like one-on-one long-distance conversations with people, and uh, to kind of pick their brains a bit about what they're, whoever, I can't really give a band like, okay, like these guys that have been on today, Cruelty Exalted and Eons Abyss. If I were to interview Alec from Cruelty Exalted or uh, Steven from Eons Abyss, you know, I'd pick their brains a bit, kind of get a good rundown of get deeper in the story of Steve's uh, journey to Aeon's Abyss and then kind of pick Alex, Alex's brain and kind of, you know, figure out how all those members of the, of the band kind of got together and, and figured all that out, you know, and just little stuff like that. But I, I am ironing out some kinks, so stay tuned for that to do some long distance stuff. Uh, it will be happening very, very soon. I got to do a couple practice runs with that and kind of get the, get everything dialed in with that. So I will be having some, New interviews coming up, as well as some repeat 
uh, guests on the podcast from bands that have been featured before, but just their music being played, they'll, the members of the bands will be back on and kind of give us some more details on, on, on the bands and everything. So I'm really pumped for that. I've been, I've been really looking forward to do that. I'm just, I wouldn't say stressing. I'm just trying to find the right way to do it. Cause I don't want you, the musicians, if you're a musician, if you're in a band that, that, that that's been on the show and you're listening to future episodes or, you know, new episodes, I should say. And, you know, I've mentioned to you about doing interviews. I want to make sure that you, the artists, are comfortable. I don't want to make you do more work than you have to. You should just be able to sit at home with your feet up and just have a conversation with me. I don't want you to do have to do any extra work to to be a part of this podcast. Uh, but that's just me. That's just the way I run. It's the way I think. It's the way I work. Um, so I'm really excited for it, though. Really, really excited. Uh, I cannot wait for that. So please stay tuned for that. Uh, make sure you follow the podcast on all social media. We're on pod- or on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Our home address will always be anchor.fm forward slash straightcorepod. This is the first time you listen to the podcast. There's nine other episodes before this one that have some killer bands, killer musicians from all over the metal realm. Every, every, every genre under the sun. Today we had a double dose of death metal. Last week we had some grindcore and hardcore from Xeno Ooze and Slugs. And the week before that, we had some brutal death metal from Bloody Sadism and some straight-up riftastic metal from the band Sedarian out of the UK. So it's it's we don't discriminate here on Straight to the Core. If uh, any genre under the sun will be on this podcast, and like I said, if you haven't had a chance to listen to those nine other episodes, there's some killer music from killer bands from all over the world that you need to check out because the the amount of talent that has been that I've that I've had the 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 what's the word I'm looking for here the amount of talent that I've had the pleasure to showcase on this podcast blows my mind every every week I just I, I'm more and more amazed at the level of talent that people have to be able to create heavy fucking metal you know what I mean and I'm just really proud to be able to to play it for you guys and for the listeners and for everybody and. Uh, it's gonna be a fun episode ten. First round or first delve into the double digits, and there's very, very more episodes to come. Uh, we got I got a lot of stuff lined up, interviews especially for this podcast. I got a few other bands lined up for some music to be played. It's a fun ride every week. So uh, I think I'm gonna end it here though. We're a little over an hour and a half this week, so I think it's a solid number to end on. Um, thank you again so much to everybody, fans, supporters, people reaching out, bands reaching out everybody all, all the positivity all the positive words all the all the positive thoughts all the positive feedback just everything i am so humbled and so thankful to have you be a part of this journey and have you as the listeners and all these bands and just everything i'm very happy about it i'm, I'm on cloud nine right now so thank you all so so much this has been episode 10 of straight to the core my name is matt massacre y'all stay safe stay heavy stay metal and uh, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Oh, wait, before I forget, I uh, remember how I mentioned in previous episodes how I've been wanting to try to showcase my CD collection. And I had a small easel that I bought that I tried to do on my personal account like a year and a half ago. And I lost it when I moved. Well, I went to the grocery store and I found like an actual painting easel. It's like a mini, I don't know, five inch, four and a half inch easel that's designed to hold like mini canvases for painters and it fits a CD perfectly. So I'm going to start using that and kind of 
uh, showcasing my, my physical CD collection to kind of give you guys an idea of the, the world of Matt Massacre and, and the bands I enjoy. So that's going to be really fun. Really, really fun. Stay tuned for that. Uh, thanks again, everybody. Like I said, stay safe, stay metal, stay heavy. And uh, I'll talk to you next week for episode 11. Much love. Good night.